Are you looking to become a dentist and applying to dental school and looking for some tips so that you are successful in becoming a student doctor? Stay tuned as we talk to a pre-dental student that's now officially going to be a dental student and how she utilized her one shot to get into dental school. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dr. Darwin, the new dentist coach with another episode of Ask Dr. Darwin on the new dentist podcast show. Where we talked about getting into dental school, getting into residency, life as a new dentist, and things related to your career as a dentist. Be sure to subscribe, hit the notifications right down here, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and also uh, uh, like and let us know when you're liking or find some content that you like and adding value to your to your uh, candidacy, but also to your professional career. We like and we like to get those comments. We want to hear from you as well. Today we have a uh, uh, we're going to be continuing in our series of journey, my journey into dental school. Actually, other people's journey into dental school, and we're going to talk about uh, uh, why dentistry for um, today's uh, guest, but also a little bit about about the notion of sticking through and persevering through the process of going into becoming a dentist and applying to dental school. Uh, many of us uh, have been through some trials and tribulations through the process, uh, but the, the story that you're gonna hear today is really a testimony as to uh, why sometimes even through some tough times and some challenging times, all you need is one yes, one acceptance, for your dream to come true. So we're going to be talking to uh, future student doctor, uh, Adia Ingram. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Not not as good as you right now. <laughs> not as good as you right now. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, I am from Birmingham, Alabama. I attended Tennessee State University and I graduated in 2012 with a bachelor's in biology. And I attended Alabama A&M University and received a master's in biology. Um, and I've been on this journey for years <laughs> to be a dentist, uh, to get into dental school. So I'm very, very thankful to be given an opportunity to get to this point because that's all you need is one yes. So I got my one yes and I'm going to be a dentist. So. One yes, one shot, like they said in Hamilton. I got one shot. All I need is one shot. I'm gonna use my one shot. All right, so cool. So <clears throat> let's get into it. Why dentistry? Why, why dentistry as a career for you? Why dentistry? Okay, this might sound like kind of cliche because this is something a lot of people would say. I love teeth. I love teeth. I love to see people smile. And that's something that I'm always smelling myself. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm usually always, I always have a smile on my face. And one of the things I recognized when I was in middle school was that some of my classmates did not, they like, they would smile covering up their mouth or they would, um, they, they were very self-conscious about their teeth. And at the time, I didn't understand why. And as I got older and I started reflecting back on that time, and I was like, I want to change that. Because at that time, their parents may not have had access to dental care as I may have had. 
or they didn't see an importance in it. So that was something that I wanted to do to help build self-esteem in others and to help them feel more confident in their self and in their smile and to help them have a healthier smile as well. So uh, that's one of the reasons. There are other reasons as well why I wanted to be a dentist, but that was one of the main reasons. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So let's dive into this application process, because for many, uh, that can be, you know, the, the biggest barrier or, or big challenge. So let's talk about when did you start the application process? Was it immediately uh, when you were an undergrad? Uh, did you do it afterwards? And give us a little bit about your timetable. Ooh, okay. My timetable, uh, let's see. When I first started uh, the application process, that was in 2012, originally, because I applied, I applied late, very, very late for the fall 2020-12 class, and <laughs> I didn't apply to January, which that was not good. Do not do that. Do not wait to the last minute to apply. You will get a no. You will be rejected. So I did that. And uh, at the time, I, I kind of rushed through it. And uh, on the old ASAS portal, they gave you a very limited amount of characters to where you couldn't explain um, every, all of your experiences and achievements. So I was pretty limited on that. And that was difficult for me because I'm a very detail-oriented person. So I had to make everything very concise, but I didn't feel as if I was able to fully explain my involvement in certain organizations and how it may have pertained to dentistry. Uh, because any type of community service that you do can be brought back to dentistry if, you know, it just depends on the way how you explain it. But uh, so I started back, I started in 2012 and I, and I applied to multiple cycles. Um, after the first time I got rejected, and um, I, I contacted some people that I, uh, that I met over the years at various dental schools to see what I could do differently. And I was encouraged to go for a master's to increase my science GPA. So I did that. And, uh, but still, the DAT was something that was holding me back. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> we're, we're going to get to that later. Um, I'm kind of going, trying to give you a timeline of how things transpired. But uh, so as the years went on and as I matured, I was able to see what I could do differently in the application process and see what areas I needed to focus on. But uh, in the last, let's see, over probably the last maybe two or three years, ADSAS changed the setup of uh, how you can input information and achievements and experiences. Uh, when I first applied, it was probably 120 or 140 characters. Now it's like 600 characters in certain sections. And it might have been like a thousand in the description box for each organization. So uh, I feel as if my application is something that really helped me out because they give you all of that space to explain why you did this and, and, and your involvement in it. So use it. So you should definitely use all of that space and don't put just a sentence. Like, for instance, if the question was, um, what have you done for manual dexterity? 
don't just say that you, let's say you might like to paint or something. Don't just say you like to paint and that's it. <laughs> Explain how painting or like playing an instrument or whatever could help you in a dental office, in your dental practice, working with your hands. So it's good to expand on everything. So I feel as if that's what helped me with the application process. Now, um, I would say don't start on it right before you apply. Do not. I would say definitely as soon as the portal opens, well, they, they changed it now to where it opens a month before you can submit. It opens in May. So take that time early to go on and fill out the, the different areas. That way, when it comes to you actually submitting, you don't, you're not rushing yourself because you want to, it's not something that you need to rush on when it comes to filling out an application for dental school. So. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's talk about the DAT because for many of us, and I remember my DAT woes myself as a non-traditional student, I was an architect major and I had to go back and take some classes as well uh, to kind of get ready. And also I took a DAT prep course. Uh, back then it was Kaplan. Uh, that was really the only thing that was available. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you prepared uh, for the DAT, which for many people, again, is the thing that um, can delay your acceptance. And that was definitely something that I would say delayed my acceptance was my DAT score, because I had really bad test anxiety. I've overcome it now, mm -hmm. but I had really bad test anxiety and I had a fear of failure. So because of that, I was afraid to even take the test because I took it one time without studying because I had some bad advice from Ooh, someone. I was getting ready to say, who told you that? <laughs> I had some bad advice from a dental school. I would not name the dental Ooh. school. And well, someone from the dental school, they, they said, just take the test and get into blank program. All right. So what idea <laughs> is telling you right now and what Dr. Darwin's going to tell you is... <laughs> what not to do right do <laughs> don't not prepare do for don't prepare for the dat by not preparing for the dat exactly. and just taking it <laughs> exactly because it yeah it definitely yeah that threw me off because because i was explaining to said person that if i I'm, I'm i'm not good at taking tests and i really i don't have time to study and they said oh well just take it and you could get into this program, but right. But the thing was that program fake, fake news, fake news, right? Exactly. News. I should always get a second, third, maybe fourth opinion because <laughs> sometimes people that work in various offices in dental, in dental offices, or well, at various dental schools may not know everything. Some people, you would think that they would because they work there, but just because they do does not mean that they know everything about what's going on at that school because that particular program was not renewed that year. So because of that, I had to take, I had to figure out what to do next. I'm like, oh, I have this horrible DAT. If I contact somebody, they're gonna look at me like I'm crazy. Like, <laughs> like why are you trying to be a dentist? And that's pretty much what happened because I was um, discouraged by some people at different dental schools. They um, 
some people were saying that, oh, your grades aren't high enough or your DAT is too low, which I mean, I knew the DAT was low, but I knew that if I got a good score, a score good enough to where I could get accepted, that would make a world of a difference. So I knew that I needed to change my way of studying. I, I too did Kaplan. I did the Kaplan test prep. However, the Kaplan that I did, I felt like it was geared more so towards people that recently graduated from undergrad or people that were still in undergrad. Because the because at the time when I did it, I graduated with my master's probably, it was three years after I, I received my master's when I did the Kaplan course. And the pace was fast for me. It was a little too fast. And it was a lot of material. And I was also working at the same time. So I, <laughs> so it was really difficult to do both because studying for the debt is a full-time job. Full-time, full-time. Really so guys that are listening, ladies and gents, you're listening and watching. Like she said, studying for the DAT is what? A full-time job, especially if you want a, you want to get close as possible to that full score of 30. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right? So that's the mindset that you got to have when you're preparing for the DAT. And I've talked to many students uh, and who have shared with me also that they had to switch their mindset when preparing exactly. for the DAT. And one of the things that they had to go in with was, I have a 30, I'm gonna keep my 30, or I can get a 30. And the three people that I talked to that had that mindset, um, had anywhere from 25s on up on the different on different parts. I think their academic average was like a 27 or something like that. So it's about mindset. And part of that mindset exactly. is you've got to realize that you <laughs> when you're preparing, that's what you're doing. That is your purpose and your job uh, to, to do that. So yeah. so so the the later on when you took the captain, did you I'm sorry, when you prepared, did you only take Kathleen? Did you do something else as well? So, so I, so at the time when I realized Kathleen wasn't working, I had to figure out what to do. I said, I have to do something different because there isn't really a prep course for a non-traditional student that has been out of school for a while. You just have to do what works for you. So what worked, what I had to do is I literally had to teach myself the courses, um, those classes that I'm, from materials that I may have forgotten all those years ago. So I went through, I took very extensive notes on biology, uh, chemistry, OCHEM, and I had to really grasp the material. And I was able to do that by uh, taking extensive notes. I, I utilized um, DAT Bootcamp's bio notes. And they had just like a, the 121 version of it. I also, uh, they have Quizlet flashcards that go with them each chapter. I did those as well. And I kept a tally of what I did right, what I did wrong. That way I can see like, okay, let me go back and review this area. That's something that I need to understand. I didn't go to another chapter until I scored like, 80% or higher on the flashcards. That was my goal. So I did that. 
and these are these were pre-made flashcards because I tried making my own flashcards and that was extremely tedious. I realized I was just making flashcards but be making them. So I, I stopped doing that. So it was a lot of trial and error for sure in the process. So uh, so that was one thing. Um, so that so after making my own notes to go along with the chapter, highlighting different things that went along with the flashcards to see like, okay, this area is something that's important. This connects to that. That way I could see like, oh, I need to re-review this later. And I did that. And when it came to the chemistry and OCHEM, uh, I used Chad's videos. Chad's videos really helped me out. I know that it's older. Um, some people think it's too old, but honestly, it's not. It is not too old. It, it, it definitely helped my chemistry and organic chemistry scores skyrocket compared to where they were the first time when I didn't study. I went up seven points in both. I think it was. Yes, I went up seven points in both from using um, Chad's prep. And what I did was, again, I took very extensive notes on everything that he said i made a note of it i watched probably every video three to four times on chad's videos and you can change the speed as you're watching it as well so that's what really helped and after i watched the videos repeatedly i started doing dat destroyer questions that way and i timed myself as i was doing the questions because i realized that i I got to the point where I was like, okay, I know the material. I'm just slow answering the questions. And this is a time test. <laughs> so, so you have to build your speed and pace yourself. So that's so, right. And you got to practice, practice, but you got to practice taking, exactly. right? You got to practice taking the exam and taking the exam and the environment that you're actually going to be taking exactly. the exam in, right? Exactly online with your pieces right. of paper with whatever notes that you that you're allowed to have you want to exactly. simulate that exactly. environment i mean and and we could talk about you know i mean i think that's a whole yeah. video in itself yeah. uh th there was another pre-dental student that i talked to that he like you had his his own system right that he put together <laughs> that was very successful for him because not only did he get into a lot of schools well not only did he get a high score um, and he hit his target that he was trying to hit, but he got into a lot of schools, which is the reason why the DAT is so important. So important. So important because it, it opens up so many more opportunities for you at schools to the point where you have more opportunities for schools to maybe pay for you to come That's to the very school. That's true. There. Right? It, Scholarships right. and grants and, and different uh, 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 programs that are that are that are associated with scholarships that allow you to ease your burden in, in financing your dental education. So another reason why preparing, uh, like Adia has said, is is so very very important. Let's let's talk. Let's pivot and talk about the schools okay. um, because schools are important. Not every school's for everybody. Not Very everybody's true. for every school. Talk, talk a little bit about the, the schools that you applied to and why. Okay, so I applied to 12 schools, not initially. I started off with about five schools because finances were a, an issue for me at the time because 
you know, we had a whole pandemic last year. So, so money was a little tight for me. And uh, so I applied to schools that I made connections with, with people at uh, within the dental office, not dental office, I'm sorry, within the dental school. Uh, those were the schools that I applied to first. Uh, and I, this helped me out. The official guide, the ADA. Oh, yep. guide. There you go. Yes, Good resource. So, if you yes, guys are, and, yep, there's it is. Yep. Yeah. And I had tabs of schools and everything to, <laughs> to, uh, to keep up with who required what, what their statistics were. And diversity was very important to me when it came to picking a school. And, uh, I, I looked at the, the demographic as well to see, uh, how many people looked like me who would be attending the school or who previously attended the school. But uh, I know my, my version was a little bit older. So I know that some things had changed over the years, but it was definitely a good guide to see what different schools looked for in students and what they, what they, um, what they, what they look for, what they would accept to see like, yeah. okay, I fall within this bracket. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, let's talk about once you apply, the next step is interviews. Just talk a little bit about interviews that you received and um, what were some of the interview questions, especially the ones that maybe you didn't prepare for or that were strange or that <laughs> kind of caught you off guard? Okay. All right. So listen up, guys. Listen <laughs> up. This is important. This interview information is very very important okay so i received one interview all you need is one so i received one interview out of the 12 schools that i applied to it was uh at detroit mercy and you know there first the way how their setup was there was a video portion first a video interview like they i, I can't remember if they call it a snapshot or not but to where you ask questions and you're timed on the video uh they give you a little time to answer the question uh it threw me that definitely threw me off because there were some questions on there that I was not prepared to answer within the time frame it took me a little long to answer them so that well, was, I, I, I'm gonna tell you real quick what that was about that was about <laughs> testing to see if you were paying attention <laughs> that's what it was okay well well they got me because on the first question which I felt like was the most important question I, I again like I said I'm a little long-winded when it comes to speaking so I ran out of time one <laughs> question so that that definitely threw me off which was I can laugh about it now at that time I couldn't laugh back because I was pretty upset like oh no I, I messed that up but um the the in-person video uh, interview was more important. And it actually wasn't in person because it was through Zoom, but you feel like you're in the same room with someone through Zoom. Um, that's the that's our new way of life to a certain extent. So, um, but some of the questions that they, that they asked me were, were why dentistry? They uh, wanted me to speak on my leadership skills uh, and community service as far as what I would do as a dentist uh, and study strategies and how I would change them in dental school. 
Uh, let's see. Let's see. A lot of some of the questions were follow up to to what I was saying. There were some follow up questions if, based on some of my answers. And one of them was, what are your strengths and weaknesses, you would say, or your leadership skills? And um, and of course, why you pick that school? That's a question you should always be able to answer is why you pick that school um, kind of thing. Oh, now this one question, what would be challenging in dental school? I thought that was an odd question because you've never been to dental school. So you how do you just, really know? You should have said everything <laughs> is going to be challenging because I've never <laughs> been to dental school before. Yeah, so I I can't remember how what I said to answer that question, but that one did throw me off a little bit. I might have said time management or something like that, and I explained that. In, in a way, I, I can't remember exactly how I, I answered it. And then they, they also have ethical questions as well. Um, and the ethical question, one of them I thought was kind of funny. I thought it was a, a funny ethical question because it just seemed so immature. Like if, cause I was thinking about how I was an RA in school, a resident assistant. Yep. So the, the conflict was between roommates. One, uh, there were four roommates. Um, three were, um, let's say three of them uh, cleaned and another person didn't clean. This isn't the exact question, but like, let's say three clean and one person didn't clean. So how are you going to hold this person accountable if, <laughs> if they're not doing their part? So so that was something that I thought was kind of funny. So I, I, I uh, laughed a little bit when I saw that because it made me think about interactions that I had <laughs> as a resident assistant. And, and, and many of those are going to be the same interactions you're going to have with some <laughs> classmates that are not on the up and up. Right, right. So that's pretty much... Right. That's pretty yeah. much what the gist of the question. What would you do? That's the point of the ethical questions. They would want to see how you interact with others. That's right. pretty much the one of the reasons for ethical questions. Right. Absolutely. All right. So let's pivot to uh, and, and you started sharing some of these tips and advice uh, earlier about the DAT and applying early. Let's circle back to it and give us if you can give us up to three to five uh, tips or advice knowing what you know now about the application process and the things that you've had to accomplish since 2012, uh, what tips and advice would you give uh, pre-dental students that are applying to dental school? Well, I definitely have a lot of advice. I know a lot of what not Give us to your do. top three, top three, all right, top so, three. All right, so I would say network. Network is extremely important. Mm -hmm. uh, even if you can't meet people in person at uh, different dental schools, email them. Some people may respond, some people may not, but send them an email or maybe a phone call. Some people you may be able to connect with, some you may not, but networking is extremely important because you never know who knows who, or you never know what type of pool they may have that can help you out. So, and have, and then a lot of people are doing virtual meetings. So set up one with uh, some of these uh, people that work at dental schools to speak with them one-on-one -on -one to see what is it that I need to do because everyone's journey is different. Everyone's situation is different. So you need to know what works specifically for you. 
because what works for me may not work for you. Right. But um, so that's one one thing. Networking. I, uh, I already said apply early. I would say do a self assessment because that's something that I really had to do since I since 2012. I didn't do it initially, but as I you know kept getting rejected, applying to different cycles and. Um, I needed to see what I needed to do differently because think about it. If you were on the admissions committee and you aren't a strong applicant, would you accept you? So <laughs> because you, because you have to be honest with yourself, you have to be honest with yourself and see, okay, I really need to retake my deck. I really should have studied harder. I should not have been distracted in X, Y, Z. I didn't, I didn't treat the DAT studying as my full-time job. So definitely do a self-assessment to see what you can change about you in order to get accepted. So that's that was something that, and in addition to that self-assessment, you have to keep yourself motivated. And for me, prayer worked. For me, prayer, uh, I, my acceptance, I give it all to God. I give it all all. God the glory for that because I know that he did it for me and um you have to be patient through the process you have well, to be patient yep be patient a uh, good getting back to keeping uh, motivated I mean your your name in itself has <laughs> has many different meanings on different levels uh Adia as in uh, uh the American Dental Education Association <laughs> right uh, but also a deer in uh, Swahili means something special too. What does it mean? It does. It means a gift from God. Gift from God. There you so, go. <laughs> it does. So it was, hey, it was, I feel like it was destined to be and God made it evident on multiple times that this was what I was meant to do, that I was meant to be a dentist. And I, and I just had to be patient because at the end of the day, you may want something to happen when you want it to, because my plan was oh, not- Oh, we all start, do. We right, all do. Right. I didn't plan on starting dental school in, at 30. That was not a plan of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to be finished. You know, my plan, I would have been working for years at that point and have a family. That was That's what my plan would have been. But God has his own plan and his plan and his time is perfect. So everything right. happens when it's supposed to happen. And uh, I have more to that story, but I don't want to take up all the time. So uh, last piece of advice, don't give up. Do not give don't up. Give up. You, don't give you up. You always lose if you give up. Right. You'll never right. get into dental school if you give up. Right. 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 And I, on that actually was one of the questions in my interview is if you don't get in, what are you going to do? And I said, oh, well, I'm going to see what I did, what I need to change in my uh, in my application. I'm going to apply again because there yeah. is no plan B for me. Yeah. And if this is something that you truly want and it is in your heart, then you're not going to give up on it. That's right. And That's it's right. not easy at all. But I mean, nothing in life worth having is easy. Life, so. Life's not easy. Right? <laughs> it's not. It's not easy as a it's dentist not. or even not as a dentist as well. Exactly. What, what's exactly. the best way for, for people to contact you if they have some additional questions, uh, email, social media? Okay. Uh, best way to contact me is email. Um, 
It is adia.icemail at gmail.com. So you spell that for us? Yep. Yes. So that's A-D-I-A dot I-S-M-I-L-E at gmail.com. So adia.icemail at gmail.com. That's a, that's a new uh, email address, huh? Is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's is. appropriate. Have, it's appropriate. Yeah, I have, it, I have, it works. Yeah, yeah. That works. That works. Well, future student doctor Adia, thank you so much for sharing uh, your testimony, your journey. Uh, we we are glad that you have persevered, that you have you were patient, that you didn't give up, that you had the uh, uh, fortitude to use self-assessment and assess your, your situation. And, and also glad that you knew that networking was important uh, for this, for you to complete this journey of getting into dental school. And we're, we're excited for you. Uh, and we know that you're gonna make every good use of this one shot from this one school. Because right. <laughs> last time I checked, you can only go to one dental school at a time. So that's all you need. Very true. <laughs> Just need one. So you guys that are listening, listen, you only need one. And today you've learned a little bit about uh, the importance of, of uh, persevering and not giving up and what you've got to do to get into that one dental school that's going to train you and, uh, and get you prepared for your, your career as a dentist. Thanks so much for, for sharing your journey. And, um, you know, we want to see how you progress over the next uh, uh, four years as a D1, D2, D3, D4. We actually have uh, some, some mentees that are at Detroit Mercy right now, uh, hopefully that you'll get, get to meet very soon. And we're tracking their progress as, as, as well. So we look forward to doing the same for you. Guys, check out this next video right here. Hopefully this is helpful for you as well. And we're gonna go. So love peace and smiles we'll see you in the next video congratulations thank you bye hey hope you guys like that episode there's more more to listen to and more to learn from make sure you subscribe and tune in at the next next episode peace